Alcohol Beyond This Point Podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast. Hello and welcome to uh, Alcohol Beyond This Point, the podcast where we discuss business topics, both sober and drunk, to see if we come to the same conclusion. Uh, my name is Willows. And my name is Tyler. Good, <laughs> good pause. Dramatic. And uh, welcome to uh, the podcast that this is. It's awesome. Yeah. Welcome back. It's been so long. If yeah. you're binging, literally seconds. Literally, literally seconds. I'll assume that you've been binging. This. I assume you've been binging. I actually assume you haven't been because that would be annoying. I think we are up to like eight unique listeners. So shout out all the eight people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say eight unique per episode. Well, it's like, I think it like averages it out over the month or something. So those eight unique listeners, do they ever come back? Yeah, well, no, it's like, because, like, views is different than, like, unique listeners, right? Right. Because, like, the same person could listen to, like, multiple podcasts. Right. So, like, monthly views doesn't necessarily accurately represent how many people are actually listening. Sure. Right? Right. Anyway, yeah. what's up, Anyways, guys? fantastic. Opening uh, cider from some unknown company. Yeah, I, um, I, uh, we had a press conference today the uh public health it was really enlightening wasn't it um it made you feel good every single question they were asked they're just like yeah i don't know i don't know you're fucked you're on your own they like our premier the leader of our province literally said manitobans are on their own like literally like, what is the point of go- like you you had a really good say what you just said off camera <laughs> with like yeah the the defense of um we need government is uh, well what about when a, when a crisis happens what about when uh you know there's a a, wa- a crime wave what if there's a public health crisis per se and um, then it happens and then as soon as like granted as far as as bad as health crises could be this is this, pretty mild this one's pretty mild like let's say we had a spanish flu level of severity um we, the the initial press conferences, you know, I remember that we had back in you know March 2020 that were very scary because they were new. It was it was novel. It was it was scary for all those reasons. But imagine a novel coronavirus, right? <laughs> Literally, um, <laughs> novel experience for everybody. But imagine that was paired with the rhetoric of right now. Fuck, like. They're just like, yeah, we, we're, we're beyond our capacity. We don't have enough beds. We don't have enough people. When our our like, systems are stretched to their limits. We don't have the public. There's no public will to even like, lock down. Even and like, even if we did lock down, it wouldn't work. Even like nine months ago, they were like, we can still have a society or a situation where we get to like COVID zero. Yeah. And we're fucked now. <laughs> like, well, this yeah. got out of hand so goddamn quick. <laughs> I'm, like, as far as saying we're fucked, like, I mean, it is still pretty mild, but, yeah, it's probably going to be the worst situation for our health system, period. Because, I mean, if you think it's not that bad, you know, it's not that serious, just just talk just talk to a doctor, talk to a nurse, talk to no, literally they're, anybody. They're paid by the liberal government, so yeah. I don't believe them. Uh, not all of them. What? Not all governments are liberal. They're willows. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, um, I think, like, literally talk to anybody. But the the strain on the on the human beings that have to bear the brunt of this and have been bearing the brunt of it for this long, it's not like it's. I I can't imagine 
asking that of anybody. Like these people are working insane shifts. And uh, we're out of uh, ambulance drivers now, apparently. Um, there was a man, 80 year old man slipped on the ice yesterday. I uh, was laying on the ground for five hours. I uh, called, like got his phone out of his pocket, called 911. Uh, they didn't even say like, okay, sorry, we're busy. We're, they said, ah, sorry, we can't send anyone. Bye. Cause we just don't have any ambulances. Yeah. That's you fantastic. couldn't have like, uh, they couldn't have sold, sent like the intern. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? They, just, like, they don't have vehicles. They don't have like, well, how the, did the intern get to work? I guess in the intern in his Corolla. Yeah, send him in his Corolla. No, the, like, get the, coffee on the way back. No, the intern is out in uniform driving an ambulance. Yeah. Like, that's that's it. Like, all the private stretchers are being used. Like, it's all, we're maxed out, period. Like, it's in transfers, um, transfers, pickups, whatever. And these, these are the people that you want to solve um, climate change. Right, so... Is this government. Wh- when push comes to shove... Uh, they're like, you can't fuck with us. You, you know, they're not we, we, we lay down the law. You like, you push just like a little bit harder. It's like, you know, they're standing on the edge of a cliff and like one shove gets their back foot on the edge of the cliff and you just got to fucking sneeze at them and then it all falls apart. Like, yeah. uh, was I think it was a Tom Clancy game that uh, was based on the idea of how quickly civilization could break down. Yep. And it showed like, if you just did this one thing, I think it was like knock out either the grid. I think it was knock out the grid. Basically, like water and power was shut off. And it was like this whole narrative of how it would take six days to basically devolve into open war. Well, have you seen that Rick and Morty where they like to defeat the aliens, he just hacks into their system and makes the dollar worth zero, like just chains a one to a zero. Yeah. And then the president's like, so we need to deal with this. And the general's like, I can solve it for money. <laughs> and like everyone just like starts, he's like, I have a solution. Just kills himself. And it's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not so cynical that I think the world would turn into open war in six days, but I think everyone is fully aware of how fragile our, you know, infrastructure is. Yeah. And it's already strained at this point, or at least well disrupted. Yeah. I mean, what, there's been a lot of depressing news in our feed today, including from our friend JL sending us like, you know, agricultural updates and being like, these are the impacts. And it's like, yeah, it's fucking grim. Yeah. Like the climate, climate change, uh, immigration and displacement is just, it's going to be insane. Like we were making predictions. I actually wanted to do this on the show because I've heard it on a couple of others, uh, predictions for the coming year. For 2022. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to make any? Um, Let's say different categories. Let's say um, first and foremost, just, you know, local economy business wise. The same or worse? Same or worse. We're going to be still at 50% capacity in a year from now. Or... Um, everyone's too, if we get through COVID this year, if, do you think we're, okay, let's start there. Do you think we're going to get through COVID this year in this calendar year? Um, get through it. Yeah. Not like as in where it's not a daily conversation. I would say not. Yeah. I don't think so either. I think we got another few years. If it keeps mutating, it's just going to go on forever, right? 
typically these things run in cycles of like five to eight years. Yeah. That's how long it takes to burn itself out. Dude, I'm going to be like 30 when this is done. I don't like, I don't like it. What's, I mean, that's, that sucks. But imagine if you were 15 and now 20. Like, wow. You, I was, you became, sorry, I was you, just thinking about it. Like you became an adult and like you're getting into the job field or getting into the, you know, full-time work or you're in going into college and you've never seen a dorm. You've never seen the inside of a lecture hall. Never seen a pussy. <laughs> you're, let's say you're a lawyer, but you've never seen the inside of like a, a boardroom. Yeah. Cause you're just on zoom. It's going to be weird. Yeah. It's going to be really weird. Yeah. Um, so let's, I don't think COVID's going to be done in the next year. So I think our government, see our government in Canada likes to have this approach where they're like, we're being more responsible than the United States government. Cause the United States government's just not doing anything right. Everything's back open. There's no restrictions. There's no masks. Like, yeah. Right. Um, Canadian government likes to be like, Hey, we're so look how much more responsible we are than them. Uh, but meanwhile, they're, they're just like, they do these half-assed, half-assed measures. They don't actually do anything. So like, for example, my, my business, my, I have a winery and a bar and the bar has been closed or, and right now, currently, as we speak, it's at 50% capacity. I can only have half the tables available. Yeah. Um, and stuff like that is making it so customers don't come in the first place because they're scared of COVID or whatever, which is fine, right? Like, I mm-hmm. understand. But then I also, I can't do sampling at stores because of the math, mask mandate and, like, whatever. So my income is significantly impacted. Like, tw- we're talking, I'm talking the 10, 20, 30% of what I should be making. Or, like, 20, like, 70% of what I should be making. Or, and I'm not growing, which is, which is a, a problem. But, but COVID isn't, Get, like none of these restrictions, the fifty percent, the no sampling, none of that's helping. So, we're worse off because not only do we are not containing the virus and we, there's nothing we can do, but we're also hurting the economy significantly by putting in restrictions. Yeah, we should just be like Florida and just either let it ride. Either lock us down or fucking open it up. Yeah. Don't do this weird half measure like no one's benefiting from this. Yeah, so I think... Okay, I don't want to get back into the, the news press conference. We'll do that later. But on the, yeah, on the COVID front, we're not going to get through it. I think economy-wise, it'll be either flat or... Um, yeah, I think it'll be pretty flat from where it is right now or marginally worse. Well, my point was if we don't get, if they don't change the restrictions from these half-assed restrictions, mm-hmm. the economy will be much worse. Yeah. Because all those businesses that have business owners and employees, they all have fucking money that's now not going into the economy. I think, I don't think there's any way they it continues past like spring. Restrictions? Yeah. You think they'll just open up for summer and then they'll yep. just never come back? We'll say fuck it. Probably. They're going to open up for summer and say open season i'm optimistic but i i don't think i don't think so it na- it seems to naturally kind of fade in the summertime anyways yeah um the virus and yeah i don't know i just don't i don't think there's any any fucking public will 
I, I don't think there's any... And you know what else happens when it gets warm outside there, Willows? What, Tyler? Protests. Yeah, well, that's... um. You know what people aren't doing right now? Protests. Fucking marching and ca- and <laughs> camping outside, you know, the legislature. Because it's minus 50. <laughs> right. We're like, I ah, will deal with that in spring. Like, and that's... Well, this is a real thing. Like, civil unrest follows weather. Yeah, that makes sense. Civil unrest follows weather. Always does, always when, has. Uh, when, it, when spring comes, they're going to be like, okay, the people are outside again. We got to back the fuck off. When we were talking yesterday about uh, how biden's camp knows that they can't do another nationwide lockdown yeah because they people have too much time to think yeah and too much time didn't realize the fucking systems fucking them over and then look at those like worldwide george floyd protests was because they're like hey the police kind of suck yeah and it wasn't even that like george floyd was not a significant event that happens every day the only thing significant was it was an uh unusually good video yeah and an unusually cruel way of killing someone. And the time, ha- the timing was perfect. And the timing was perfect. Yeah. But it was like the odds of that happening again this fall, this coming summer, is extremely high. Yeah. Like, of all the things that you can remember going horribly wrong in 2020, 2021, all those things that felt like the world was ending was just because everyone's paying attention, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, because like it's going to get exceptionally worse when. You're familiar with the expression bread and circuses? Yeah. When you take away the bread and circuses with lockdowns, yeah. now you have civil unrest, right? Like, So how long till the government like, subsidizes Netflix? Well, they're taxing it more now as of, this, as of December 1st. Oh, right, because they're stupid. Yeah, they're literally dum-dums. They should literally give it a subsidy. They're literally dum-dums. <laughs> Um, yeah, and this is why I can't, I don't like liberals because the government is so incompetent and so inept. You really think they're going to make our lives better? I think regardless of intent, I think that all the mechanisms of government just aren't prepared for, like, this kind of where I was going in my mind is... I. The mechanisms just aren't prepared to handle what's coming. Like, what's gonna? When I say what's coming, ominously, I mean like. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to be that fucking guy. It's like the globalists are gonna. No, I'm not. No, I'm like literally. Shit's gonna get bad with climate change, and it's it's gonna be on the level of crisis that COVID creates, at least in people's minds. Right? I mean, it doesn't take a lot to freak people out. And you can't restrict your way out of climate change. You can't do shit. Yeah. You can run away. That's about it. Perfect. Um, Come to Winnipeg, Manitoba. Sunny Winnipeg. But yeah, like government is basically meant to maintain its stability and like maintain the status quo and just try to keep the peace and whatever. But like when when the parameters and the rules and the world and the the physical land that you're on is changing so rapidly that like everything that the government is good at doing is no longer relevant tomorrow as it was yesterday yeah it's it's just gonna get phenomenally difficult like the only thing that's it's gonna be like wartime yeah effectively like because the greatest like war itself is only violent usually in a very small geographical area right like it's on the on the front is where the battle is you know sometimes there's bar- bombings and stuff like that at least you know the way war used to be Pre- yeah, previously yeah it's localized skirmishes, but the realities of war is 
the impacts that it has on the millions and tens of millions of people around. Yeah, your supply lines are... Your, yeah, your supply lines are just the general security. Factories are switched over. People being displaced from their homes, entire cities worth of people having to move into other cities and then fucking up those cities and then... Um, and so on, right? Yeah. Like, it's just... That's well, the kind... Like, it's basically going to be wartime and it's going to invite in a very, very... Un, it's going to be a completely unrecognizable uh, political system. Like it's probably going to be like strongman politics. Probably going to go v extremely authoritarian. Because that's going to be the only thing that can be, they can do. My father was describing COVID as wartime, like because he was saying like during a war, you do stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. You go fight. You go switch your factory from making you know cars to making bullets, or whatever. Right. You. Uh, you go without bread because you're giving all the bread to the soldiers, right? Like stuff like that. And look at how poorly our community has come together to support the wartime effort. Yeah. People won't even get a fucking free vaccine to support their country. Yeah. Cause it can't kill Nazis. Like we're doomed, dude. Like I like the experiment in Alaska where uh, a bunch of scientists after a big natural disaster went in to see uh, like it was a big earthquake that just ripped a town apart they went in to go study how uh, civilization broke down basically and what they instead found was like by the time they got there so they basically got on a plane immediately after they found out that it happened they flew there you know within like 16 hours of it of the event by the time they got there everything was stabilized and like stuff was getting cleaned up and put back together within 16 hours of the event. And they also found that it had nothing to do with any of the local government or measures that were in place to deal with this type of situation because by the time that the local authorities had assembled the people that needed to do the work and help out, everything was already dealt with because the community just came together. People just started helping and doing shit. Like, people helped their neighbors, you know, a bunch of people got trapped inside this giant building, and, like, a bunch of volunteers just, like, mobilized, I guess the cell towers and stuff were out, so they just, um, this one lady who was on, uh, I think she did, like, she was a radio host, and she just started using, like, FM radio as the, like, public broadcast system to organize um, rescue efforts so people would like run to the radio station they would tell her something and then she would broadcast over FM say hey if you're a construction worker and you have power tools that can cut through this we need you over here at this place That's cool. hey if you have a heavy if you have heavy equipment head down to like the um like Cabela's or whatever because it collapsed and we need heavy equipment to move steel beams and she like they were using FM radio and stuff to deal with all this stuff and people just fucking mobilized and I, I, it was it was something like 12 hours after that happened is when like the uh, firefighters and paramedics and like re um, search and rescue and National Guard and whatever started mobilizing it was like th they were showing up after the fact yeah which is yeah like I, I'm always preaching how resilient human beings are well, granted this is Alaska where like everyone is kind of a little bit more resourceful than us soft cushy city, city people folk. but, but um, remember uh, at the beginning of the pandemic there was a native reserve in the north here that asked um, for medical assistance and the Canadian government sent body bags. Oh, God, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, So that's pretty good. That is the government's response to community problem. 
and um, <laughs> that's so fucked up. Yeah, it, you know it is like I don't know how any person with with a brain and an education looks at the government and says this is a competent body I want to control me like I just I don't I cannot comprehend I think the the reserves are gonna have an okay time because they're already used to kind of operating outside that system and they don't get assistance they get fucking oppression like that's all they get yeah um so as you know one of my good friends Tyrell his uh little brother uh overdosed over New Year's and um, so they're dealing with the, the wake and the funeral and everything. And I was like, are you sure I can come to the funeral? Because the restrictions right now are 25 people. Yeah. And he's like, not on the reserve, bud. Yeah, they make their, their and sovereign. I, and I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He's like, yeah, come through or whatever. Yeah, they're sovereign nations, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like, it's... Uh... Yeah, so... <laughs> We're just got we get depressing so fast. I'm having a bad week. <laughs> this is a doomer podcast now. It's fine. Yeah, we don't talk about business anymore. <laughs> Cause it's depressing. Actually, no, that's not true. Um, the rich keep getting richer, so my business is doing great. Yeah, you're fucking doing well. I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, do you see that video I posted on Instagram today? Of, uh, no, I did not. Me setting the little little guys. Nope. Um, getting getting better with content. Did like a time lapse video of me setting like a bunch of little tiles. Um unbelievably expensive floor like would make most people feel a little bit sick and i'm like well you you said you were in a house they spent a hundred thousand dollars on curtains yeah it's fine <laughs> yeah this is uh, about thirty five thousand dollars for an area about three quarters the size of this basement probably like 200 square feet yeah, uh, 280. 280. Look at that easy math in my Just head. floor tile. Yeah. 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 What the fuck? Like <laughs> it's fine. It's crazy. Like that's that's the world that I exist in and it's it's so weird to be a part of it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but it's really fucking weird at the same time. That's a good um I remember uh Grant Cardone has a thing where he's sold a house for like what was it? He sold a house for like over at way over asking or something like that. Yeah. And when he listed it, people were calling him dumb. They're like, you're never going to sell, sell that. And then he sold it to like some billionaire. Yeah. And then he was like, don't you think that billionaire overpays for everything? Yeah. Like he doesn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, you know, so overpaying is like a flex. Yeah. So it's interesting to be in that world. Like you are where you're selling, you know, contracting services to people that have too much money. Yeah. Right. Um, but that kind of applies to, if we want to make it broader, there's a ton of industries that cater to the top 1% and yeah. do very well. And don't make a dent. What do you mean? In the 1%. They're, you no, I know. Charge I'm, exorbitant I'm, amounts of money and it's like, and the 1% just gets bigger. I'm saying it's like a business tip. Yeah, no, I know. You know, maybe not, don't, don't, you don't need to focus on selling how do I do? You know, if you need a million dollars, you don't maybe don't sell a million things for one dollar. Yeah. Maybe try to look at selling, you know, 10, I, 10 things for a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I do. I'd rather do like six projects a year that are six figures each. Yeah. Much much easier to manage than like how many fucking houses would I have to do at five thousand dollars? Like, I would say or less. Uh, you can be the cheapest, or you can be the best products and services yeah. that are in the middle are the worst yeah i wouldn't say cheapest but i would say like best value 
Sure. But yeah, at the bottom. At the bottom. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it, but like products as well, right? Like you, yeah, hundred percent. Like I'm in the wine industry. Well, a lot of your stuff is in the middle. Well, no, you're kind of a, you're at the top of the bottom. You were like mid top. Well, it's very relative. <laughs> very relative because there's five thousand dollar bottles of wine. Yeah, most of my I'm, wine's like twenty bucks. I'm talking about the you're the you're the top of the bottom. The bottom being the ninety five percent of wine that sells. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm the best in that category, not yeah. the cheapest. Yeah. Ninety ninety five percent of the wine that sells is like under thirty dollars. Like ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> bottles over twenty dollars are super premium in quotations in Manitoba. Yeah. That's because and that's twenty CAD by the way. So like bottles over like thirteen USD are super premium. <laughs> uh like thirteen to fifteen are premium. Yeah. Like ten to thirteen are like what average. And they're like, yeah, it's and then like under like eight is economy. Yeah. Because we're cheap as fuck here. <laughs> well, yes and no. I mean, without our, without our uh, markups and such. I mean, the actual price, like you can get two buck chucks and stuff. Yeah, we we don't have that here because ninety percent of the money you pay is uh, Tax. is taxes. Yeah, Which just is... like what's gas too, right? Petrol is uh, yeah, fucking ninety percent taxes here. Right, even though we make it. No, we don't anymore. Remember that's the whole thing. We're like yeah. buying our fucking oil from Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Okay, so can you, just to stay on this Doomer topic. Perfect. Do you, you want to read the the excerpt from the interview today? I don't have my phone, but press I conference? recall oh, enough of it. Right. No, I you sent it in the group chat. Yeah, we had a press conference today where our health ministers... Um, and, and the premier. The premier of our province, the health minister, the head of nursing, and the head of... What does that wall even do? I don't fucking know. Um takes a salary yeah they uh <laughs> the reporter that i was reading the tweets from he was like atwal seems to be beaming in from a dungeon because he was like on zoom but he was like holding the phone it was all dark it was weird yeah <laughs> anyway but uh yeah they didn't answer a single question pretty much they're like so they're like what's your icu beds were like 10 away from being full what's the contingency plan and our premier said well last time we sent people away to other provinces and they're like well the other provinces are full as well and she's like hmm like these Beautiful. are our leaders yeah like they were asking about um they were asking about like ambulance capacity they said they don't know fucking they asked atwal about uh like projections and the premier cut them off and didn't let him answer the question and then didn't answer the question and then the next reporter up used his question to re-ask the question and they still fucking didn't answer it like talking about like modeling and fucking uh people that are actually in the hospital and how much actual capacity we have because how many beds we have is not our capacity because we've lost like 60 nurses yeah like but they're just like meh and then they're asking like they asked the government if they're following like public health's recommendations because public health doesn't actually make the policy. Yeah. They just analyze and yeah, advise. So they gave, uh, and then they're like, are you actually following the recommendations? They just refuse to answer. And then someone asked her later, Hey, can you answer that? And she's like, I did answer. <laughs> and it's like, literally they're just, and then God, yeah. she's such a shitty premium. She's the worst. Yeah. Like no, she's like, she couldn't even 
like a good if you're gonna if you're just gonna take the stance of we're not doing anything fucking own it like own just like own this back up right? own the stage fucking control the microphone have a plan do literally anything yeah and open us back like fuck. like why why are they on the press conference anyways well last week they fucking extended the health orders via tweet yeah like why were they on the presser today why? <laughs> yeah, if they, if they didn't answer a single question, why? Did they, they didn't make any big statement. They didn't make any changes. Like, why the fuck were they on the conference? Yeah. Just, I don't know. Just go to your vacation home in Costa Rica <laughs> yeah. and don't fucking bother us. Like, Yeah, man. It's, it's, it's a fucking... It's a travesty. Like, it's... I, these are literally the most incompetent people. Not just these people, but every politician is so incompetent because if they were competent, they'd be working in the private sector. <laughs> Hot take. 100%. No, if they were competent, they wouldn't have been elected. Sure. Because competent people don't put themselves under that kind of That's what I mean. Hell. Like, they'd be in the fucking prob- prob- private sector if they were competent in anything. Like, these people literally don't... Not only do they not care, but they don't even understand. Oh, here's a good one as well. Remember how like three weeks ago they announced a grant that was like way too little money, but whatever. Yeah. To like help businesses. That program came out. They didn't announce it. It's they, available for application. They didn't announce it. They did not announce it. I checked. They didn't do a press release. They didn't fucking talk about it at any conference. Uh, huh. You know what I think happened? Uh, they don't want to pay out the money. Yeah. Uh, so I applied now. I'm going to make a status, I think, or a, in the, I'm in like an entrepreneur Winnipeg group. I'm going to. Oh, dude, it, get on the fucking news again for this one, man. Like just start, just start fucking rage tweeting. Be like, they didn't announce this. This yeah. is a, this is open and just start tweeting and just put out, put out your own fucking press release. dude. <laughs> Do it. Oh, this will be hilarious. Cause you're going to be the new premier Willis. <laughs> I don't want to be. Um, cause yeah, they, they, like my partner and I were talking the other day. We're like, what happened to that program? Like when the fuck is that going to, like whenever that's going to come in. And then we Googled it and it's available for application. And we're like, uh, excuse me. And then I went through, cause I'm like, did I miss a tweet or a press release? I went through their fucking press release history. Nope. They never announced it. Man, that's crazy. And that, and that's like, we talked about a fraction of what they actually got in federal allocation. They have a hundred million dollars sitting around. From the feds. That was like three. Okay. Worse, right? Yeah. They have hundreds of millions of dollars that they that they can spend on the pandemic from the federal government that they're just sitting on. There is a... I don't know if it's a mayor or it might be a governor in somewhere in the States that's just getting crucified in the media right now because they were allocated a bunch of federal funds and they just were using it to pay off... I don't think it was city. Yeah, it was a mayor. Um, they, they received a bunch of like federal or state funding and they were using it to pay down their deficit instead of allocate it towards <laughs> um, people that like the I'm, funds were intended for. I'm down. I, I like, you know what? I would rather that than them fucking have it sitting in a bank account right now. Yeah. Like, but that's probably what they intend to do with it. Oh my God. I like, I am the government. Who gives a shit about the debt? Rack that shit up. The world's ending. Like, yeah. Who um, do you who do you owe it to? <laughs> it's fine. Just print more money. Like it's fucking nonsense. Look at the Fed's balance sheet. Like yeah, even it's non it's we, nonsensical. We've printed fifty percent of our currency in the last two years that we've ever printed in Canada's history. And you know what? Everything's fine. 
kind of <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> i mean like relatively speaking i mean inflate what's the, the consumer price index is uh the highest since the 80s yeah but uh, uh the stocks keep going up so it's fine fucking uh bitcoin took a little bit of a tumble this week doesn't it always uh because kazakhstan shut off their internet oh right and all the miners were just disconnected from the network yeah um as far as I understand, they like lost an election and they just decided not to leave office or something. And now there's a coup happening. No, 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 no. Much worse. Okay. Um, they removed um, price controls on uh, energy, oil. That's what I... Okay. All right. And there was such a massive about a riots that they had to roll out the military and they machine gunned like a hundred people down yeah i they, saw they were killing like 60 people a day or something yeah they they called in the russian military oh yeah and now <laughs> you think russia's gonna let leave, have those troops leave ever <laughs> no they will do you see fucking ukraine might join nato the sidebar to like defend against russia this is fun <laughs> like yeah russia's having a hard week um yeah, so they they sent in troops to help quell the protest, and they were successful at that. I think they 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 really dampened it, but yeah, they they shut down the internet so that they couldn't organize. Yeah, which has uh, happened historically in the Arab Spring, like when all yeah. the like Egypt and whatever were re- revolting. But yeah, it was over fucking oil prices. Wild, because energy was basically like it, I think they were massively not only was their price controlled, but they were also subsidized. Yeah, yeah. but in are the they same... like left leaning? Kazakhstan's no. government? No. Why were they subsidizing oil? Because if they didn't, the people would riot. Mm. <laughs> wow, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah, because they stopped doing it and people started rioting. Yeah, no, they're they're kind of beholden to... Um, I forget. I, I obviously, Russia for energy, but... Yeah, of course. Uh, China probably too, o- right? Oil, China's right there. Yeah, oil prices are just obviously insane yeah. in, in, um, in that area. Actually, everywhere right now, especially in, in those parts of the world because they don't have the stores and they don't have the like the financial buffers to deal with it yeah uh they're a lot of those places like even a lot of european nations which is why you know some people are fucking energy poor right now is because they actually uh, entire nations uh most people don't realize this are buying oil and natural gas on the spot market yeah well now germany which is insane germany's like buying all their fucking oil and gas from russia yeah, because they're on the spot market. And then they just shut down like eight of their nuclear power plants. So they're more beholden to Russia. Yeah, right. They sh- they shut down nuclear, which, I mean, I'm very pro-nuclear. I'm so. pro-nuclear as well. And then the same week, fucking China is like, oh yeah, our artificial sun's working pretty well. Uh, they had it doing its own fusion for 16 minutes today or the other day. Yeah. Um, which is uh, at four times the the temperature of the sun yeah 23 million degrees um and if they can for those of you that don't understand the progression here if they can make like a sun that does fusion we just have unlimited energy yeah yeah and they've successfully done it well, now. rather china has unlimited energy. <laughs> yes uh, so I, somebody who's not us has unlimited energy so i love that because i read that press release and also within an hour um also uh read about a, a city in New Jersey, or not a city, uh, an area of New City of New Jersey, I believe, like a, a borough that is just historically been one of the alleys of the worst pollution period. Like that's really most Agent Orange was produced during the Vietnam War, and all of the 
um, the byproducts were so bad. They just had like a cancer advisory for there. You just couldn't drink the water. Like it's it was, um, and the water is still like, it, it's so incredibly toxic. You don't even want to swim in it. Flint, Michigan? Worse. The Red River in Winnipeg, Manitoba? No, it's much worse. There's nothing worse than the Red River in Winnipeg, Manitoba? No, it's much worse. Okay. Um, but it's just like this. Discord. It's just this section, and it's uh, it's a black neighborhood, and they just keep dropping all these. So the the port is there, that mo- where most of the products come into Manhattan or into like New York all come through this port. So there's like just tons of big truck traffic. There's ship traffic. There is, I think there's like five, um, sites of like that have like special authorization of like oh you can pollute a fuckload because you produce energy for the state. Uh, they're building another fossil fuel, like literally just like gasoline burning uh, power plant. It's fine. To be like a backup. Because... Just pour gas into the fucking yeah, generator. It's exactly. Fine. That'll yeah. work. But big. And Ooh. because they no, had. Just a bunch of small generators. <laughs> because power went down uh, for like the water and waste management pump stations. Yeah. So a bunch of water got shot off to the city. So they're like, okay, well, we need this like emergency thing set up. So where do they build it? Of course, in this historically polluted black neighborhood that's like it's fine what's one more what's one more what's one more they Um, already had agent orange yeah exactly they're fine they're very resilient so they (laughs) they're building this other this new plant and the governor had specifically said we're not doing this anymore and like they quickly tried to push it under the radar try to get it approved you know that never works of course and an hour earlier i'm listening to china and their fusion reactor, and I'm like, <laughs> wow, they have a fusion reactor hmm. that just gives unlimited power for like nothing. And I'm like, New Jersey, United States, right next to one of the richest, the greatest country in the goddamn world. Like this is an hour's dr- like I, I don't know my geography that well. Yeah, but it's about an hour's drive from New York. City. Yeah, from like Manhattan, from like the financial center of the world. Yeah, an hour away, they're putting up like a diesel plant so that their water doesn't <laughs> shut off and across the pond communist china is like we made a sun we made a sun because as far as I, like, I i haven't i don't understand much about nuclear fission greatest nation on earth and and uh fusion but as far as i understand if you can just get it rolling it's like just you can just power everything uh more or less yeah because like how does it I don't even know how this works. It it's kind of it, fucking wild to think about. It is con- it is consuming fuel. Because nuclear power is fission, right? And then yeah. this is fusion, which yeah. is different. Yeah. It's consuming what kind of fuel? Um, It will be a radioactive isotope of some sort. Like, yeah, it is yeah. consuming some amount of fuel, but it's like the output per gram of input is just so astronomical. Well, there's like... I've read science fiction books that are like... They put a. They figure out how to put a generator around the sun. Yeah. To like have unlimited energy or whatever. To capture it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, yeah. Yeah. There's a know. couple of sci-fi concepts that have that. Like, you know, advanced races manage to capture their the energy of their sun, and that's how they, you know, are free to roam the galaxy. It's like, well, no. What if we just make a sun? Yeah. Exactly. There's. Yeah. So that's cool. Limitations of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they're always close. Yeah. It's like. Um, yeah, it, it's funny to yeah you watch like Star Trek and they're still like typing on computers. Yeah, because like we couldn't comprehend touch screens. You know what I mean? Like right. Yeah, know. they're t- they have the they have these tiny monitors. Yeah, well, it's because it's hard to 
to comprehend something that hasn't been comprehended before. Right? Yeah. It's hard to like write about something and you're like, what would this look like in the future? It's hard to just like think of something completely different than what is available right now. Yeah. Like one of my favorites is their travel. They have this interstellar travel technology and they can freeze with cryostasis. Like they have all this like biomedical, whatever, like all the, all the, you know, everything you need to travel space and colonize planets but they all have pagers yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's it's like pre yeah. cell phone yeah and they all just have fucking pagers and they're like they can't they have like radios and pagers and that's it yeah it's interesting i thought it was pretty good yeah so we're going to transition here into the part of the show that we call shot caller the part of the show uh, i said part of the show twice fuck the segment where um you, the audience, can pick the shot that we're going to take. Uh, today we're taking a shot of uh, Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey because Tyler said, quote, I want something that'll hurt me. And I'm like, I was I was going to pick, like, he hates gin, so I was going to grab some gin or something. That would have been, yeah. And then I was like, been good. you know what? I'm going to do something that hurts you in a different way because I get that, like, cinnamon nose. Mm. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I have high spice tolerance, so it doesn't really bother me. I'll tolerate you. Thank you um, for every day you do. You're welcome, buddy. Uh, thank you, Fireball, <laughs> for sponsoring this episode. It's <laughs> a soppy moment. Starts crying. <coughs> oh, it hurt me. So mm. I have a question for you. Yeah. Quebec just introduced a COVID tax. If you don't get vaccinated... Oh, God, this is a hot topic. Yeah. If you don't get vaccinated... Um, you have to pay more taxes. You have to pay more income tax and more property tax. So where the fuck does Quebec lie on the political spectrum? Because I thought they were a lot further right than this. So so they're really nationalist. Yes. So you, it's illegal in Quebec to wear a hijab. Yeah. In on like a no, like you can wear it, but you can't wear it if you work anywhere. You can't wear it at work. This is like Texas, but French. Yes. They, and, but more racist. If that's possible. Yes. It, so it you, is. You, so city employees or government employees can't wear um, Muslim headdress, like turbans or uh, or uh, hijabs or niqabs. Um, but they're also charging anti-vaxxers. So here's the thing. This is, <laughs> this is why the right and left is dumb. Right, yeah. because politics are much more complicated than just yeah. like, you, like you think like oh all right people like just literally right now I was like you're like oh I thought they were right leaning, yeah, and it's like they are but they also I guess believe in vaccines right so and this fucking this premier Yibs whatever his fucking name is he doesn't give a fuck they're like asking him follow up questions when he announced this and they're like this is unconstitutional he's like I don't give a shit. <laughs> like he like he does not care. Yeah. Um. He's fucking Quebec. Like fucking uh, Trudeau Senior. Like our prime minister's father was was prime minister when uh, the FLQ thing was happening, which is the Front de Liberation du Quebec, which was a domestic terrorist organization that uh, bombed the Montreal Stock Exchange, uh, and then they also uh, kidnapped and murdered a uh, cabinet minister and his daughter, I believe. Pretty cool. Uh, in the in the seventies. Um, anyway, but, uh, during that time, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, our prime minister at the time, activated the War Times Act and declared martial law, which you can't really do. Right. And as he's walking out of parliament, 
there was like some reporters like you can't do that and uh, he looked at the camera and said just watch me yeah famous and it's a famous canadian moment um yeah these fucking quebecers don't give a fuck <laughs> like they're just like they're yeah so um yeah so he, yeah this uh the premier's like yeah fuck them like i'm gonna charge them more it's like you can't he's like oh i just did <laughs> so so how like, do you how do you feel about this so i so i have two schools of thought the pro vaccination part of me is laugh i laughed initially yeah because i think it's funny fuck them and then you're like wait so slippery you know how we love a good slippery slope argument here yeah so i want to preface this with um the fact that willows and i have come full circle on politics we're communists now that wouldn't be a full circle i'm a fascist now you were a fascist then you became communist and you're fascist once more yes um anyways i think the best political system is fascism but i'm the dictator literally <laughs> that's everyone that believes in fascism oh yeah um i think what we've what we kind of what we talk about a lot more now is trying to create a space in your mind where you can be empathetic because i think that's really the hard thing to do right now where you can fully um, empathize and understand the other side which is incredibly difficult because they live in an entirely different ecosystem of truth like they have a different truth than your truth their reality it does not match your literal physical reality they are insane people and I, they are not i'm the only smart one sure so i'm doing this willows is doing something else entirely but the idea is what is done even to um, you know, people that are anti-vax, anti-mask, whatever, anti-lockdown, whatever. They This is the fucking hill they're going to die on. They will storm the Capitol to stop it. What if that was your, like, I think we talked about this, whatever, one or two episodes ago. Like, what would be your breaking point? Let's say yeah. these people, they've met theirs. Yeah. Let's say it was yours. How would you want everyone else to react? Would it yeah. be yeah. to disregard you and say, oh, it's just those people. They're crazy. Yeah. Of course. Like that. Well, they're objectively wrong though. So <laughs> they are objectively <laughs> wrong, but that doesn't no, I, super I under- matter because I, the government doesn't fucking care if they're right or wrong. They I understand just, what they you just mean. exercise like, power. For example, like I'm trying to think of like an example, like if they banned, um, something I really like, what do I like? Masturbating. Like they made masturbating illegal. And I'm yeah, like, I'd like to see that enforcement squad. Yeah. Yeah. The jerk police. Um, and they're like, <laughs> you, <laughs> you beat off. We beat you. <laughs> oh God. That's we're making a shirt. That's the a, beat police. Dude. Fucking you walk in a beat. You know how many shirts we could do if we had a fucking bigger audience, a audience. I eight unique listeners. Thank you guys. That's, a, that's like this mo That's every chair in this room filled. Yeah. And then a few on the floor. That's what I'm saying. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, so they banned masturbating and I'm like, but I want to jerk it. And everyone's like, you're a fucking idiot. Just don't jerk it. And I'm like, no. Just don't do it. Fuck off. And your hand is like trembling yeah. and it's like going closer to your your fly and you like grab it with your other hand, but you can't overpower yeah. yourself because your right hand is so much stronger because it does all the jerking. <laughs> and they're like, you're, you're a fucking idiot. 
Yeah. Like listen to science jerking. You off degenerate. Back. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck off. I don't believe that. Like, yeah, I, I, I empathize. You, you can't be gay. That's immoral. It's yeah. illegal. It's wrong. Yeah. It's the, yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's inhuman. Yeah. You go to jail. Yeah. I like, I empathize with the other side. You have to. You have to. Otherwise we're sociopaths. No. Otherwise you're fucking helping nail your own coffin shut. We're also, this is a business podcast after all, we're also bad at business if you don't see the other side. If you live yes. in your little eco chamber, 100%. you're not going to be able to, you got to appeal to a wide audience. This is a fucking... Not even appeal to a wide audience. If you don't have the ability to be empathetic, you're going to be in, a, in dire straits. Like Because it's hard enough to find good qualified people that want to do the work that you want to do for the amount of money that you want to pay them. And for you specifically as a person, like that is a small ass Venn diagram. And if you're going to eliminate away empathy, if you're going to eliminate half of them because they don't fucking agree with you about some nuanced thing that doesn't actually even impact your day to day. Yeah. Like, and sure, maybe you can work with it. You just don't talk about it. Avoid the topic, but there's never going to be, um, intimacy between you and that person. You know what I said? And I'll stand by this. The people that are making, not getting vaccinated their personality and that are constantly posting fucking memes about the mm-hmm. jabbed and all that shit I will not hire those people that's fair because those are that that is combative behavior yes. which is they're not going to be good employees yeah that's antagonistic that's combative like we don't even do that we talk shit all day on this podcast but like I won't post I, I do not shit post on my social media okay, because I, I do definitely but uh... no you don't shit post you say like you say relevant stuff you might troll a little bit but you don't like shit post liberal stuff you don't shit post right-wing stuff or like oh, like on stuff. my pi- yeah i don't really like well you don't say antagonistic stuff that you know is going to piss people off uh, sometimes i do but like the, the other okay, day so where i said give an uh, example the other um i posted that uh young rappers buying expensive gold change is fiscally responsible and you are a dick and an idiot if you say not you say that's not true. Okay, I knew that was going to piss some people. <laughs> okay, but that's not like you're not saying something politically sensitive, though. Well, yeah, because politics don't matter. But that's what I'm saying. Like anyone who cares cares about politics has lost the plot. Politics was invented to distract us from like human issues. It's to create an illusion of power and control. Because you're just gonna. Wait, do you see fucking um, Michelle Obama tweeted the other day? She's like, for the midterms, you got to get out and vote. And it, everyone's retweeting it like we you, we just did that. We voted a fucking Democrat in. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like what the fuck are we talking about? Like, you, dude, I hope we see America fall in our lifetime. So let's get back to predictions because right. we only scratch the surface on that. True. Um, okay, let's skip. Or I, let's. I think we've concluded fiscally, and let's take this shot. Yeah, I'm gonna need a shot for this one. So we're doing uh, now. We're doing the famous uh, Old Smoky Tennessee Mango Habanero Whiskey, aka Who Hurt You Whiskey. If you listen to this podcast, you know about this whiskey. It's fine. Yeah, go get it. I'll be homeless still buying this. <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's ex- it's not cheap. It's not bad. It's like thirty five bucks, I think. So predictions for twenty twenty one. Wait, 2023. Wait, what year is it? <laughs> Dude, I fucking blinked and I'm like 26 years old next month. 
I know. It's fucked. You're like almost co- age to be competent. Like <laughs> almost <laughs> like not, not kidding. Like almost every super successful entrepreneur that I know. And, um, I'm going to just exclusively say the ones that are under the age of 35 that, you know, at this, at that point are millionaires driving Lambos, whatever, have a very consistent, uh, story of, I didn't wake up till I was 27. Oh God, thank you. I Good. didn't wake up till I was 28. Like, Do you ever... no, like literally was just like a bar star working a shit job yeah. till they were 28 and like millionaire by 35. I forget where I heard this, but I just heard this on a podcast. Do you ever Google, um, a celebrity's age if they're like around your age and then they're younger than you and you're yeah. like oh I have nothing I don't have my shit together <laughs> like, right like Tom Holland was born in 1987 right. I I, that's I the first person that came to mind that's I'm like funny. oh Tom Holland yeah that's funny Um, or I, I do mean, that with he's, ra- he's sexy as fuck so. what, I do that with rappers all the time right yeah sidebar do you see Kodak Black fucking in the Florida Panthers box no he has a box i guess yeah of course um, he does there's zoo and then they zoom in he's fucking a chick <laughs> <laughs> anyway i'm assuming not like the the telecaster it was like someone with their phone no i think it was the telecaster <laughs> even better google the clip anyway but uh um rappers i do that all the time where i google i'm like oh god this person was born in like 2003 yeah <laughs> like um i am broke as fuck and i have nothing together i would disagree but like the way this is a lot more i thought i'd be a billionaire by now when i was like 14 yeah i yeah i fully get that like i'm a failure i might kill myself i was like i'm not i know you're laughing but i'm i'm going to shoot myself okay tonight sure if i don't make a billion (laughs) dollars i'll make sure the gun's loaded um i I think it's a lot more interesting. I shouldn't say a lot more interesting. It's a lot different when you're like, I live with my girlfriend and I live with a constant state of fear and misery. <laughs> Very similar. Oh, got him. <laughs> okay. Well, those, um, <laughs> good thing, uh, she doesn't listen to this podcast. I was going to say, fine. good thing your girlfriend doesn't give a fuck about the art that you're creating here. Yeah. It's, better that way uh but i can't start i'm sorry that's such an old meme but i can't it's get it so head. good though every day at work it happens it's a pretty good meme the other thing i can't get out of my head right now goblins are real no more context just go <laughs> so she turns to me the other day and she's like do you ever just wish that like your future was now and I'm like, literally all the time. I'm like, what do you think I stare at the road thinking about? The fact that I wish I could just like skip this entire process and just like be there. You can't cheat the process though. Well, yeah. You can't like, cheat the hustle, right? And she's like, yeah, I know. Like this is, we're going to look back and be and treasure these experiences too. But it doesn't mean you don't spend a lot of time thinking and wishing that tomorrow could be now. Of like, course. So yeah, I literally said that today. I'm like... Don't because I'm I yeah I had a stressful day. I'm having some uh, domestic issues. Let's say <laughs> I yeah it's um it's a whole thing. I might lose the lease for, for the, the English people. He's having a domestic does not mean he just beat his wife. No, <laughs> um, no, this is different. I'm having roommate 
issues. Yeah, he just um, beat his roommate. Yeah, perfect. Um, <laughs> She's very small. It was a one-sided battle. She would probably... She would kick kill, your ass. She would kick sure. my ass, probably, yeah. yeah. But, um, no, we're on good terms. It's just uh, she might be moving somewhere else, um, and I might lose this house that I really like. No, you will not. Okay, I'll figure it out. But uh, that happened today, so, so you're I'm going to call... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been stressed about that today. And then we had the press conference... That was like, that literally our premier is like, oh yeah, you're fucking on your own. And then you check the um, group chat. And then, yeah. And then I checked the group chat and, and JL's talking about how we're, we're going to run out of fucking vegetables and shit. It's By like 2037. There's yeah. no more food. Yeah. So I, I'm just like not having a good mental health day. Thanks JL. Um, no, it's fine. We you should probably what? check in on him. We should probably, ch- I called him twice today. Um, but anyway, but what was I saying? Where was I going with that? I was trying to preface. Oh, uh, talk about how you want tomorrow to be today. Oh yeah, yeah. So literally today, um, I was saying how after this is all done, like after COVID's done, after um, you know all that shit, all this shit is resolved, I'm gonna look back at these times and be like, wow, fuck that guy. <laughs> no, I'm gonna, you know, it's like we'll probably laugh that we were so stressed out. Yeah, at this point, I've been through such a variety of life. Like, even talking to people that are 10 years my senior, I, I've i gotten an incredible wealth of life experience that most people never see. I'd say so for myself as well. And I am relatively unfazed, like, almost all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> even with all this, like, we're we're doomers in a lot of ways, but... At the same time, I feel very confident about my ability to deal with it. I because I, I immediately just flip into problem solving mode. Yeah. I'm like, okay, how would I do this? How would I yeah. do that? And like, the more acute the crisis, the more you can do. When yeah. it's like when it's when far it, when out, it's all hypothetical. You can't when, yeah, make any changes, right? When it's far out and abstract, like whatever. But I mean, if if shit was happening in a really really fast way, you know, there's a I already have an idea of what I would do and how I'd handle it. And like, I think I, I still think I'm extremely unprepared for, you know, any crisis that comes, but I think I've thought about it more than the average person. The average person is thinking about where they're going to get drunk this weekend. Right. Or just thinking about how bad things are going to get and listening to the news and like hoping someone will fix it. I have zero faith in anything getting fixed. My problem is, and I guess I'm going to have to take my own advice here. Yeah. My problem is like these restrictions and whatever, they're just making it hard for me to go about my regular business and not care. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you can't ignore it. You can't be a bystander. Yeah. But you know, this is what I tell other people suck it up like that's the world life isn't fair yeah and you need to if your business can't survive you know stuff like this well you just lost it's capitalism it's the free market and shit the government will throw wrenches at you there's literally more capital out there today than there ever has been yeah if you can dodge those many money printers go if you can dodge a wrench you can dodge uh provincial government restrictions <laughs> God, did you see that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it's fine. 
We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, man. I don't know. Like it, it's it's hard to take my own advice on that because it's you know this is something that I've worked so hard on um, my business like in the last you know, See, six years of my life. You've had a you've had an extremely um, narrow focus for a, a quite a long period of time under the auspices that around this time around like I'm I'm about to go in my fifth year next month. Um, I would be able. I would be like having a good paycheck, having employees do the shit I don't like to do, Yeah, which I was until fucking COVID. Now I've had to lay off my staff and I fucking pay myself back to 500 bucks a month. Yeah. Like. Monkey wrench. Yeah. And it's just, uh, but the problem is last time we were in a position like this, I, and this is why I tell people all the time, suck it up and work harder. Like, I always tell conservatives that are like, oh, if you fucking give welfare to fucking people, no one wants to work. You know what I say to that? Do the work yourself then, dick fuck. Don't go home at 6 p.m. Stay till midnight. I don't give a fuck. I used to fucking work until we were on call for delivery until midnight. And then we would bottle from midnight to 6 a.m. and then go back to work. Yeah, it was very difficult to be your friend. Like, the reason, <laughs> I, the reason I was always at your winery is because, That's like... That's where we were. That was the only way to spend time with you is to, like, oh, you want to hang out? Come bottle with us. I'm like, yeah. fuck it, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get drunk and, you know, pour wine in bottles. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Like, what, else, that, are, what else are we going to do? Sit around and watch TV? And, like, literally... And you, like, I, I'm notoriously um, exaggerative when I tell any this, any story. But you were there. Like, All the time. You remember this. Like, we were... We put in the hours. Yeah. And that's what I tell people that when they're, like... I, I see it a lot in the restaurant industry. Because it's shit conditions and they pay shit. And I, I see these restaurant owners bitching on Facebook. Being like, well, I can't fucking hire people since Serb came around paying people to stay home. Serb's gone. Well, number, number one, that. But, I mean, like, when it was happening. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, then jump in the fucking kitchen. Do it. But I like, can't cook. I have people... Fuck it, learn. Yeah. You shouldn't run a restaurant then. Fuck you. Like... If you can't be the baddest motherfucker in that kitchen, yeah. you probably shouldn't own that restaurant. Dude, these fucking people... Some I, of these goddamn... I'm, a, I'm like, a purist in that way. I like, have, capital... In my in my opinion, capital is not all it takes to be a competent or good business owner. Like, my old boss was always like, money people deal was his thing. It was like, if I can organize the money, three. if I can hire the right people... You have to have two of three to get the third... Or... You have to have one of the three to get. You have to have one of the three things: people, money, deal. Yeah, and then you can outsource the other two if you have one. Uh, or you, you no, know, you can outsource all three, but you need all three. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, man. I don't like even like my friends in the industry. But sorry, I I, I want to finish my thought. So you can outsource all three technically to make a business transaction happen and maybe at high level certain things that works but when you're day-to-day running something like a restaurant which is you know the deal is not good the money's not good the people suffer like all that shit is in a very tenuous place and it only survives because it has momentum because it has like an economy and a, a, a pool of people that it pulls from that are just like used to this condition, whatever. So as soon as you disrupt that and people wake up to what's fucking happening. Which like what happened with restaurants shutting down. And yeah, people are like, oh my God, I'm I'm not, like this is the same reason that I completely changed industries and jobs too. I went from, you know, being a, like 
a high performer in terms of like communications and management and working insane amount of hours and just running my I, I enjoyed running my brain at full throttle so much for no money like <laughs> I just fucked myself and it was stupid yeah. and then as soon as I was forced to slow down I was like I don't actually enjoy that yeah I like I like the satisfaction of performing but I don't like that that's me having sex I don't like being exploited right wait <laughs> maybe I do <laughs> maybe I do but only be wait. anyway just just can just power through <laughs> <laughs> very gross willows what I think people get really fucking lost in how they run their businesses because they get they you get it in your head that you're owed because you've done so much or you've you know you're owed this money or you're owed this loyalty because you've come this far you've established yourself you have the you're, brand you're, I've been doing this for 30 years respect me you're only as funky as your last cut so they say in the music yeah. industry, yeah, like you're only as good as the last song you put out. You're only as good as the last business move you made. You ever fucking hang around these people that are still talking about the football game they won in high school? Um, yes, but only when we're really drunk and we run out of things to talk about. Sure, but it's like, what did you do yesterday? Yeah, I don't give a fuck what you did in high school. Yeah, like, and that's that's what a lot of these fucking entitled owners are. Is like, well, I was fucking in the kitchen for ten years, and now I don't have to be. It's like, well. Shit's changed, now you do. buddy. Shit's changed, buddy. Like, you, you didn't have to be, but now you do have to be. So. And, and rolling with the punches and being able to be adaptable is uh, is one of the biggest skills as an entrepreneur. And I bet you, if he went in, if if that restaurant owner went in that kitchen, was grinding it out, and instead of being bitter about it and getting mad at the people getting government subsidies, that like saying serb is the reason that i am miserable and i have to work hard and yeah. i'm so fucking pissed and sad and upset because i have to do the jobs that i want other people to do yeah so that i don't have to do them and i can profit on their labor yeah like you're the arrogance yeah so if if this guy went if that this proverbial restaurant owner yeah, yeah. when it went in the back of his um kitchen and just fucking wash dishes worked on the line Worked as yeah. sous chef, do whatever. It for Twelve hours a day. Do it. No, they don't do it for twelve. They do it for eighteen. Yeah, like, do, yeah, yeah, do, do it, it for eighteen, 18 hours, hours a yeah. day. Understand how shit it is. Yeah. And then with that humility, go back to each of the employees that don't want to come back to you anymore. Sit them down. And be like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not gonna be an asshole about it. Like, you know what? Just come for a drink. Let me let me make you some food. Let's talk. Let's see how you're doing. And just like sit down and be like, you know what? I know how hard this job is. And I'm I'm busting my ass, and I know it was really difficult. Like, man, how's it been for you? Tell me about like how you've been feeling. Have you been like have you been reading books more? Are you going out for walks? Are you enjoying your life more? Are you have you been looking at their careers? Like, just sit down, have a you know a humble conversation with this person. Be like, you know what? You love food. I love food. I love this restaurant. We we liked this once, didn't we? It's an Arby's. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking Arby's. Uh, way to take the wind out of my sails. And, and just have a conversation with them and say, you know what? We actually do both want you to work here. You want to work here. I want you to work here. But you needed to work within these parameters. So how, how can we make this? How can we both get something out of this? And come to some kind of agreement. And it's not going to work 100% of the time. But it's going to work a fuck of a lot better than going on Fox News and bitching about yeah. EI. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
like that and you know what every single one like when they are we when, when they do both sides interviews as yeah. you always should of, of interview, interview the business owner interview the staff member of the same place and being like okay why aren't your people working oh it's fucking welfare oh why aren't you working there oh it's hell look at the oil <laughs> look at look at the burns from oil scars yeah, on my yeah. shins and also i had bags under my eyes for seven years like you, if you take both of those perspectives are are we weird like are, yes. <laughs> obviously okay obviously but like are we just capable of being like yeah i'm just gonna work 18 hours and figure it out like are normal people not capable of that no People get offended when I work that so, late. So this happened even, yesterday. I was working till nine p.m. yesterday. I went into someone's house and they're like, "Oh, we're so sorry for keeping you." And I'm like, "I knew what I was getting. Like, I literally signed up for this. Like, yeah. I'm I voluntarily showed up at your house and I'm working till nine p.m." And they're like, "Well, you know, it's it's you know, you know, it's rough on the home life." And I'm like, my girlfriend's teaching dance. Like, she's not getting home for like another hour, so it's fine. Like what are you doing? They're like upstairs watching Netflix. <laughs> well, even my friends in the in, in my industry, my uh, I won't say any names, but he owns a uh, um, liquor manufacturer here, and then has a bar as well. And uh, he was talking about how like a couple of his people were out with COVID or whatever, and it was like there's like oh, I'm just gonna shut down. And I'm like, why? Well, for like the day for the weekend or whatever. Right? Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, why don't you just bartend? yourself and he's like well like what after 6 p.m yeah and i'm just like <laughs> i literally i'm like what like yeah <laughs> like yeah, but he's like i have kids and like i'm like i don't they can't fucking your kids are 14 and 12 they can't fucking like <laughs> bring the kids to the bar get fuck. their own food like i don't know like i i don't know man like but like yeah and then i had like i remember there was a brewery owner that was like basically said like well, I can't be expected to be there every day. Yes. It's like, yeah, you can't. Yes, like, you can. But like, so are That's... we just, are we just like cut different, belt different? Like, is that just, or like, what are these? I just think that I'm so not, here... I just think that I'm not owed shit. Here's, here's, I've come full circle, maybe not full circle, but like I've really changed my, my mentality. I used to, when I was 16, probably 16 to 18, when I was like, hanging out with kids that were doing multi-level marketing companies. And I was like starting to get interested in business. I really had the mentality that like, if you like these people are fucking dumb and lazy, why aren't they caring about their future? Mm -hmm. They're content just fucking working a McDonald's job the rest of their lives. And fucking like, these are losers. And now when I actually started a business and I have a more nuanced kind of view of, of people, when I actually got out into the world, like it's one thing to have, I was, you know, I grew up in a fucking white. Yeah. You're indoctrinated, indoctrinated right? by Gary Vee on YouTube. Yeah, literally. And now I'm getting, you know, as I got a little bit older, I really, you know, what I want out of life isn't what other people want out of life. Yeah. And that's not, not only is that fine, but that's good. <laughs> yeah. Like, people have the fucking right to do whatever they want and they can work a shitty job or, and maybe they don't think it's shitty. I think it's shitty. Maybe yeah. they don't like, you know, I have gotten much less judgy with people. Man, when I talk to my workers and they tell me about like, I'm like, what are your aspirations? What are your goals? Like, what are you, what are you trying to do in the next five years? Like, not in those explicit terms, but just, you know, talk about people, what are their wants and desires and values? And I'm like, what? You're a lot closer to reaching all of your goals and being content. You're way closer to that than I am. So, and 
it's like you yeah yeah it's not ironic when like, if your goals are like i don't want to say like because i'm not trying to disparage anyone no i was gonna not fr- not saying that my goals are better than your yeah, goals yeah. not saying that your goals are but maybe more unrealistic right <laughs> my goals are more unrealistic than the average person but what i was gonna say is um so the average person, I understand that they don't have like aspirations. They can't, they don't, they don't want to, and maybe can't just work 18 hours a fucking day, bottle delivery sales. Like they or can't just it, do that. It's right? just not fucking necessary. Sure. But if you have the fucking audacity to think you deserve to be an entrepreneur and a business owner, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like you shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear fucking complaining, me complaining for fucking the entire beginning of the podcast. <laughs> it's literally a- well, and that's why we I record st- our complaining every week. I started this rant by saying it's hard for me to take my own advice, but I I need to have I need to do it because I'm pissed off that the government is shutting me down again and, you know, keeping me restricted and whatever. But shut the fuck up. Like you, you did I think this was going to be easy when I got into it? I don't know. But just yeah. Also, you know, I'll it's fine it it's fine to be upset. And this is how I do this is how I do business is angrily no i'll figure it out i saw on a tiktok they were like he's like i always might i tell my employees they're allowed to be mad about something for 15 minutes right if a decision happens and you don't agree with it you're allowed to fucking rant and rave and yell and you're allowed to be mad but after that we calm down and let's sit down and figure out a solution because saying to people like don't be mad at the fucking restrictions that happens. Like, you know, it's like, I'm still pissed off, Yeah. but that's not productive. Be mad then deal with it. That's yeah. That's not, a, that's yeah. a really good way to look at it. Yeah. It's not, but stopping us from, by being like, Oh, you fucking, you're just entitled if you're fucking pissed off. It's like, that's not healthy to sub like you're feeling an emotion. I'm feeling frustrated. It's not healthy to, you know, ignore that emotion. But at the same time, it's not, that's emotion isn't productive. Yeah. It's not going to help my business. Yeah. I think that's very much my training style. Um, so today we're doing, um, a floor that was like a lot of finesse required. Like you can't just say, here's the rules and follow them. Like it's a lot of, this is probably the most, um, reliant on the human being type of installation that we do. And I'm just, getting the reputation just among our crew being like the guy that doesn't let fucking anything go like i catch all the mistakes even for my business partner like i i catch his shit all the time and i'm like i really try not to be smug about it but it's really hard it's your business partner that's always the worst yeah no no he's he's way <laughs> Mine more is. wait right he's way more experienced than me so i'm i it's hard not to be smug about it but i mean just that's what you do you catch other people's mistakes more than you catch your own right yeah of course but um i'm getting this kind of system i don't know if i they they recognize that they're really smart they like they see me they understand my patterns they see what's going on but basically like i create um a situation where the emotional response is pretty pretty high like i used to be very non-confrontational now i'm very quick to have a con- confrontation about something yeah, you keep hitting me yeah but Ooh. at the same time like I'm not, I'm not emotional about stuff. I don't get mad about stuff. I don't like, I don't berate people. I don't criticize. I don't humiliate. But what I will do is I'll fucking catch you doing something wrong. I'll point it out, create that moment of like, 
oh fuck i'm doing something like you create that little bit of panic um you know for example we're like setting a bunch of rows of, the, of these little tiles and they're like i'm like okay how's it going they're like okay it's good yeah whatever lines are straight <laughs> lines are straight tiles are flat grout lines are good boss and i'm like okay great let's keep you honest i go grab my eight foot level i lay, <laughs> I lay it across the row and i'm like you're bumping out in the middle yeah it's out of alignment and they're like oh like i thought it looked good i'm like you can't trust your eyes on this one you know that it's like yeah i know and like keeping you honest I'm like keep this here keep like keep yourself honest and then i walked away i didn't check on him for another hour like but i was very much in the zone i was listening to an audiobook i'm like i didn't want to i don't want to fucking deal with anything else outside of my space I'm like i just want to get my work done and get on with it I'm like you know what no last time you did that an entire section got done fucking wrong and then you had to deal with it the next day and it was awful get up go face the issue create that acute situation where you're creating stress because that is how people grow like that this is why the military works so well this is why people respect their um superiors when I say superiors, I don't just mean like in the fucking totem pole. I mean like you're superior in terms of a person that you're learning from or a person you take advice from or a person you look up to. Like because that person keeps you honest and teaches you and, you know, pushes you. If someone doesn't push you and you can fuck up and they don't challenge you, you don't respect them. Yeah. That's just how people work. Yeah. So I think... Where the fuck were we going with this? I ha- literally have no idea. It doesn't really matter. No, we were talking about people um, just being shitty leaders. And I every think... time I edit these podcasts, I'm like, how do you not remember what happened five minutes ago? I know it's the <laughs> fucking worst. It's I, I hate it when I'm listening to podcasts and this happens. It's fine. I, and then you're like screaming at the fucking screen. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You fucking, you idiots. Don't like, go in that door. Yeah, wait. Um, I have a story or I have a question and it will please, lead into our do. last segment here. So our last segment of the show we call business tip. I think we've, I've condensed it now to life or no, just tip of the week. Top of the morning, top of the morning, top of the morning. Shit. Um, <laughs> dude, I don't know. Um, he checks his pulse every time he does that. No, you're supposed to. That's part of the meme. She is it? Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I think it's just tip of the week now because we also give life tips. It was business tip. Formerly, the everything is business tip. If you're a business owner, everything is business tip. We're gonna transition here into the segment that we call, we formerly called business tip of the week. <laughs> anyway, tip of the week. Tip of the week. Um, and I'm going to start it off with a question slash story slash question DoorDash what do you think just kidding <laughs> um, so DoorDash the uh, the food I have de- many opinions the food delivery company yeah um, has now they used to have this when they were a startup they got rid of it and they're bringing it back now is the policy I forget what it's called it's like everyone dashes or something uh, every single employee has to do one delivery minimum a month. Okay. Including the CEO. Right. Including everybody in marketing. Right. Including all the programmers. Every single employee in the entire organization. There's people making, you know, one and a half million a year in executive C-suites. They have to go drive a fucking delivery. 
uh, the board is bringing this program back uh, and like the fucking C-suites are like fighting it. Right. Because they don't want to fucking drive these. They don't want to degrade themselves. Yeah. So. Fucking suck it up. So I'm one. I figured that was going to be your opinion, but I want to kind of just. So just to get it out of the way, my tip is I think I think that's a very good practice. That's why people um, love Undercover Boss. You know, just because, I, like, I, you know, I run a startup, so I have to do all the parts myself. Yeah. But I'm pretty confident that I could, every single part of my business, I can do not only competently, but well. And, well, no, like, I could, yeah, I just can. And I think people should have, like, startups are different than, obviously, a company that has a DoorDash. Yeah when you get like when I have six employees it makes sense for me to know everything that's going on and be able to do everything it doesn't make sense for the fucking head the CTO of DoorDash to know how delivery works necessarily right like in a in a big picture kind of thing I feel like the accountants are probably the most mad about everything than everybody else because they're like we also have a grinding job and uh, nobody has to do this one so my yeah fair but my yeah so my tip of the week is I think every business owner if you're not going to do it every month put yourself in the shoes of every kind of department in your in your organization and know how it because you're not going to be able to make this is why the government sucks is because <laughs> they've never run a business in their goddamn lives or they've never had to fulfill any of the services that they are regulating yeah right I think I said this or while. use any of the services yeah. that they regulate <laughs> These yeah, the, our fucking city council was cutting public transit spending, and they all fucking have car services to work. Yeah, like the fun fact: the only counselor that uh, that takes the bus to work is the blind one, because he hat because he can't drive. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, but all of them fucking drive their cars to work. They park in the underground fucking parking. Yeah. Like so. Anyway, but I think every single person that's listening should spend a little bit of time doing the low level stuff and it's not demeaning fuck off that's my tip but so we go into the DoorDash thing what do you think about like C-suite executives being forced to do a delivery a thousand percent yes yeah I think so too I think it gives you a really good perspective of your the, the company that you're fucking running just like I said with the government, it's like, I think if you want to get a job as a liquor regulator, you should have to fucking work in the industry for a month. Yeah. And the way that I am handling this exact thing, and I think it's mo- especially relevant if your business is actually reliant on like some degree of skill and talent, which I mean... Most businesses aren't. I hate, <laughs> I, hate, I hate to say a lot of them aren't. A lot of them are like you know, doing things that people don't want to do. And like, maybe you have a niche of something like, um, there, there's some businesses where, uh, there's specifically like a high degree of skill that's required. Like maybe you're, you know, you build cars or, you know, you make liquor, I guess. Like there's a lot of businesses where, uh, case I'm going to say on the generics, like you sell insurance. Sure. That's whether you're the guy at the front desk or not is probably not massively consequential. Although it's probably still a great practice because that's your primary source of income is that interaction. Is the customers that are buying the insurance. Right. So this is relevant across the board, but it's not necessary for success, I should say. 
because no. the bar is no. not going to be set super high because that insurance is a product that's going to be needed and delivered and paid for kind of regardless of what happens at the point of sale. Yeah. But for my business, for example, if the quality and the process is not well, exemplary, if you as the it, boss, it falls apart. If you as the boss didn't know more, couldn't, and, well, couldn't pick out that that fucking tile was a little bit off in the middle, like you were just saying. Yeah. Then it would have just gone right. unnoticed. So if it went unnoticed with him and then he trains someone, that guy mm. does something that he doesn't notice. Yeah. Now you have a multiplier. When say when you were it, starting this tile business, say I happen to have a hundred thousand dollars to invest or something. Yeah. And you're like, Willows, can you invest? I'll give you a fucking part of the business. And I'm like, Yeah, sure. And then one day you're on COVID lockdown and I'm supervising. And they're like, Is this fine? I'm like, Yeah, it looks fine to me. Like I would be the boss that didn't know anything about the industry that I'm working in. Yeah. And you, yeah. Yeah. So what I've told my guys and my business partner is that regardless of how big this business gets, I aim to always be the best installer in the company period. Like I will, like I will come out of a meeting with my fucking suit on, whatever that may be. I probably will never wear a suit to a meeting again if I don't have to. Uh, I wear suits to like shit I shouldn't wear suits to. Yeah, for you, great. Me, it's a turnoff. <laughs> in, in, in our business, it's a red flag. Fair. Um, so, you know, I'll come out of a meeting in my nice clothes and I will not even change my fucking clothes. I will get them dirty. I don't care because fuck it, it's worth it. Like I will jump into a project and I will show whoever's in charge that I'm still marginally better and if I'm not, time to eat the rich. <laughs> if I'm not, it's time to put my fucking briefcase away <laughs> and grind it out and get in touch with my business again. Because yeah. if I'm out of touch with... You're not making good C-level decisions if you're out of touch with how your business functions. Right. Now, exactly. Because, I, yeah, I'm out of touch with the, the ground level um, the ground level workings. Like, I don't have to do it all the time. I don't have to be there all the time. I don't have to know everything. One delivery a fucking month, 15 minutes out of your goddamn life a month. Exactly. Like, exactly. And these people are fucking up in arms about it's it. Such Fuck a, off. It's such a low bar. Fuck off. It's such a low bar. Yeah. And it's, but th that's the thing. They're like, oh, it's degrading. It's like, no, it's grounding is yes, what it is. I agree. I it's agree. fucking grounding. And yeah. it, it connects no, and everyone to this to the delivery of the service if, that you're all making money on. If you honestly think it's degrading, how could you possibly manage people doing that job if you think it's degrading to do that job? How fucking fucked up is that? Here's a, here's a fun fact for you, Willows. Okay, Tyler. Um, people, most people hate their bosses. <laughs> wow, really? I've never because had Because so. they feel that way. Those bosses think that the people working for them are de facto below them and lesser human beings because they're doing the shit jobs that I don't have to do anymore because I'm a manager and now I get paid to tell you what to do. So, so you're lesser than me. Here's my thing is that there's a lot of jobs in my business I don't want to do, but I don't think they're not necessary or they're degrading. I don't think someone who does fucking bottling. No, you me, pay somebody to do that and you're like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I literally, yeah. That's <laughs> with my bottling. It's like, I fucking hate bottling, but I, it needs to get done. You can, you can think, you can think low of the job without thinking low of the person that yeah, does it. Of course not. You when can just like, be fucking grateful. It's not hard. Yeah, it doesn't cost you anything. Which I am. Like, and yeah. well, it's, I guess it's the same idea with, um, um, 
fucking minimum wage was meant for teenagers. It's not meant to support you. And then they're like, why is my fucking Big Mac taking so long? Because they're, they're understaffed. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you have a business tip of the, or <gasps> tip of the week? A tip of the week. Tip, 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 tip of the week. Um, tip of the morning, tip of the morning, tip of the morning. I think... Thank you. Thank you, Willis. I think that finding a balance in between being a doomer, looking out at the world. When I say being a doomer, I mean paying attention. Oof. Yeah, unfortunately. But also at the same time, kind of like you were saying, being grounded with the facts of life. And even though the world is ending, you know what? When the world is ending, let's say it's like officially ending. Like there's an event that's happening and we're going to all fucking die. Futurama, uh, they sent all the garbage to the moon and now the moon's going to crash into the earth. Yeah, sure. There's a moment like that. You know what I want to be doing at that moment? Probably be like sitting around a campfire with my friends, drinking a beer, talking about life. I want to be jerking a... Like, or maybe cooked out of my mind on mushrooms like yeah i'll probably do a lot of drugs right (laughs) (laughs) like it's it's some it's some version of that we'll finally have that orgy we're always talking about right so (laughs) you can maybe we'll invite the girlfriends (laughs) so some some version of that (laughs) is it's like you should see his face right now (laughs) really red it's as red as this tennessee mango whiskey it's not it's not right at all. Um, think about when shit's really bad, you know, for us, it can be easier to understand. It's like, let's say there's a really bad blizzard. Everyone's locked in. Who do you want to be stuck in that house with? Um, you know, maybe you're never getting out alive again. What would you do? Like, if you think about it in those terms, it's like, you know what? As bad as things could possibly get, you don't, really need to panic that much like it's it, the panic is often worse than the circumstance yeah period it's like when they fucking all the um people trampling each other in black friday sales and dying yeah but it's like you could have got the tv just fucking calm down <laughs> like yeah it's like i think people <clears throat> like people like us that pay attention to everything or people that have a high degree of intelligence and are constantly trying to understand things and fix them that they're far more miserable than the people that just understand that shit's fucked and they can't do anything about it. The guy that's super smart and thinks he can fix it is way worse off than the guy that is less intelligent but understand, understands that he can't fix it. He's way smarter than the fucking intelligent guy. It's God's plan. Right, exactly. That's a great way to put it. Um, so. And she hasn't led me astray yet. God. She, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. The, they? Ooh, that's spicy. Should I just start? Yes. Yes, you should. Using gender-neutral pronouns for when referring to God? Okay, so business idea. Okay. We start a, like, Christian meme page. Sure. But we change all of the platitudes and quotes and everything. To gender-neutral. To, I worse, I think feminine. I think feminine would be worse than gender neutral. 
Yeah. Well, I say she all the time when I talk about God. Huh. I can't. I'm programmed. I don't believe in God, so. I know. Anyways. Um, God believes in me, though, which is the wildest does. thing. We all do. Is that Jesus actually worships me. <laughs> he does. Yeah. 100%. I mean, she does. They do. We do. <laughs> George it Carlin does. said, um, if there's a God, it has to be a man. Because a woman would never fuck things up this bad. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. So I think I'm really talking to my one friend at this point who is... Uh, not listening to this podcast. Not listening to this podcast. Okay. I'll, t- I'll tell him afterwards. And what's your tip of the week for him? My or tip they? My, Shit! My tip of the week for them is... Uh, freak the fuck out <laughs> for 15 minutes. And then live your life. So exactly what I saw on TikTok yesterday wisest words ever spoken uh there's more wise ones but top 30 sure don't pee into the wind i think that's the <laughs> wisest words i've ever heard don't piss in the wind anyway uh this thank po- you for listening to the, <laughs> the po- <laughs> thank you for listening to the podcast aka pissing in the wind weekly <laughs> um true uh, <laughs> you can follow us on instagram pissing in the wind weekly on Instagram, Pissing in the Wind on Facebook. Honestly, that's a great name for a podcast. Can we change it? No. Uh, <laughs> my name is Willows. This has been Tyler, my podcast host. Podcast annoyance. In the wind. In the wind. <laughs> and we will see you next, next week. In the week. Most certainly. I've actually been like pretty good with uploading. This is my slow season. So I've been like being able to edit and uploading them like pretty much the week we yeah. after we do them. Willows puts in all the work on this podcast. I yeah, just... I know. And I spent all the money on the fucking mics and everything. Oh, like most of the money. Yeah, like 80%. Like 70. Yeah. So See you next week. Thank you. Alcohol Beyond This Point podcast. This isn't two podcasters talking business. This is two business guys trying to podcast.